Hello, and thanks for tuning in to the King's House podcast. We are a non-denominational church located in McAllister, Oklahoma, reaching and serving those in our community and around the world. We believe that church is not something you go to, but it's a family you belong to. And a house is just a house until the family's there. Then that house becomes a home. So today, we want to say welcome home as we jump into today's service. How are we today? I am so happy that you're here today, guys. Welcome to our very first Vision Sunday here at the King's House. It's going to be so amazing. In part two of our current series called Real Worship, we're going to tie all these worlds in together today. But guys, I am so honored and so blessed that you are here today. And we have so many exciting things that we want to share with you today. God has done some incredible things the past three years at the King's House. I was about to ask, have you guys been going to the same church that I've been going to? I mean, my gosh. Uh, Actually, in just a few days, uh, Erica and I will celebrate our three-year anniversaries as pastors here at the King's House. Yeah. It's amazing. Three years. Time flies when you're having fun and even sometimes when you're not. No, it's been, seriously, I want to thank you guys this morning for It's not even close. Uh, Eric and I have been married for 16 years, and it's not even close. This has been far and away our best, our most dream-filled, our most fulfilling and satisfying and incredible, the best three years of our life, easily. So thank you so much, King's House. I mean, you guys are amazing people. It wouldn't have been that way without each and every one of you guys. It is a privilege to serve here and to love you and to serve with you. And uh, But we came here five and a half years ago to the King's House, and we came here, number one, because we felt like God told us to. But we also had this deep sense of belief and this, this, this deep sense that God was going to do something very special here at the King's House. We believed that he had big plans for this place. And um, three years ago, God did so much to rescue this place. Uh, for all intents and purposes, we shouldn't be here today. But God, come on, somebody. But God. So much to rescue us. And it just seems like it's become the norm uh, week after week for the past three years. It's just been miracle on top of miracle on top of miracle on top of miracle. So God has just really reaffirmed and confirmed to us that, yes, he really does have a big plan for this place. So I know it's cliche, and I know people say it all the time, but I don't mean it this way at all. I truly believe today, King's House, that the best is yet to come for us. I believe that with all my heart. So I just want to share some of those things with you today uh, because... Oh, man, this place is so much bigger than Mark Hennon. Oof, and that is some great news. If this is built on Mark Hennon, you guys need to leave ASAP and find a different church as quickly as possible. But this place is built on something so much bigger, and it's going to take all of us to really accomplish everything that God has in his heart for this place. The vision for 2022, the theme for 2022, we always have a theme every year. And this is what God's laid on my heart for 2022. The theme is grow. Grow. And God's given me four specific areas that we're going to grow in in 2022. The first place that we're going to grow in is we're going to grow in God. We are. We are going to grow in God. We are going to deepen our relationships with Jesus. Our prayer lives are going to come to life. I don't know if you're aware of this or not, King's House, but you can know God. You can know God. Like, it's incredible, the creator of the universe. You can have a relationship with him. You can hear him speak to you. Do you believe this this morning? You can experience his love and his presence in such a real and life-changing kind of way. As a church, we're going to go deeper into our relationship with God. We're going to grow in God. We're going to grow in his word, and we're going to do that together. This is the firm foundation that the world is trying so hard to destroy 
destroy. But it's that firm foundation that our lives have to be built on. It's the only source of absolute and ultimate truth. If our lives aren't built on the word, our lives are built on shifting sand. And it's just a matter of time before the right storm or the right wind comes and blows that house over. Guys, we have to have our lives built on the word. We're going to go deeper into the word of God. All right, just check it. Starting January 3rd, as a church, we are going to read the Bible together throughout, cover to cover. The one-year Bible, it's amazing if you just take 15 or 20 minutes of your day. You can read the entire Bible in one year. We're going to do it. We're going to do it together. We're going to break up into different groups on the Church Center app. Every day we're going to read it together. We're going to communicate back and forth. We're going to ask questions. We're going we're to get into this word because the truth probably is, probably not for this church, but for another church down the street, probably you guys don't read it that often. <laughs> Probably it has quite a bit of dust on it. Probably you take my word for what it says way too much. But this year we are going to dive into it. We're going to read it. We're going to talk about how to read it and what it means and how that applies to our lives. Guys, we're going to grow in God. Amen? It's going to be incredible. The second way we're going to grow in 2022, we got a long way to go this morning. So I'm trying to cover this stuff quickly. The second way we're going to grow in 2022 is we're going to grow in reach. Grow in our reach. Listen, it is the job, it is the commission of the church to reach people. That's our job, to reach people. Church isn't something you just come to once a week. It's not something you just attend and you hear a couple songs and a sermon and you check that off your list and you go about your life. We have a commission to reach this world with the love of Jesus, the same love and the same Savior that revolutionized your life, wants to revolutionize the life of every single person in this city. That's our job. So if you've thought that the past three years, man, the King's House has been really evangelistic and they've done a lot of outreaches and they've reached a lot of people. We have. We've had had 560 people saved right here in the last three years. 560. Incredible. But if you think we were an evangelistic church before, King's House, you guys better buckle it up, baby. I mean, we are going to reach this city in 2022. We are. We're going to talk more about that. But one of the most strategic ways that we're going to reach this city, again, I don't know. I've said it before. I don't know if some of you really believe it. It's not my job to reach the city of McAllister. It's not. I'm one individual. I barely even know anybody in this town. It's kind of refreshing, actually. It's kind of nice. <laughs> Although everyone that I see at Walmart, I'm not sure if I've ever met them before, so I just smile and wave at everyone. <laughs> so some people are like, oh, hey, Pastor Mark. And then other people are like, oh, my God, why is that guy staring and waving at me? <laughs> it's not my job to reach McAllister. It's my job to train and equip and empower you to reach McAllister, amen? It's, it is. It's the body of Christ doing what the body of Christ is supposed to do. So one of the things we're going to launch in 2022 is this Each One, Reach One commission. And it's just exactly what it sounds like. I'm going to ask every person in this room in the year 2022, you have one entire year to reach one person, when you say it like that, it's like, oh, like that's, that doesn't even sound hard, Pastor Mark. Like I just, one person in 2022, yes, that's what I'm asking every person in this room to do. Each one of you reach one person because every person in this room knows somebody that needs Jesus. You do. God has strategically put each of you in somebody's life. You might be the only Jesus that they ever have the opportunity to meet. Maybe that job that you're so tired of and so disgruntled in and you've applied in a million other places, you, nothing's opening. Maybe God has you there on purpose, for a purpose, maybe to reach somebody. So I'm going to commission every person in this room to reach one person. Because if you do that, this church is going to grow to 12, 13, 14, 1,500 people in one year's time. Think about that. We can double in one year's time. Why do we want to double? Just because, oh, Mark just cares about numbers and we can say like, oh, we have one of the biggest churches in town. Like, no. The only reason I count people is because I believe people count. And every one of those numbers represents a soul, a soul. 
soul that is in need of a savior, a life that is in need of healing and transformation. And God wants to use you, King's House, to be a part of that. You are a missionary to McAllister, every person in this room. God wants to use you in an incredible way. Church isn't something that you just come to on Sundays. Church is something you do. You are the church, and you take the love of Jesus with you everywhere you go. And somebody in God's house this morning said, come on. So incredible. The third place we're going to grow is in our opportunities, our ministry opportunities. If we're going to reach more people, we need more ministries. We need more ministry opportunities. So that's what we're going to discuss these next few minutes. So without further ado, King's House, if you would welcome the greatest kids plaster on planet Earth, one of my closest and dearest friends, and your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man to the stage, Christopher Alex Meek. What's up, King's House? Hey, I'm so happy to be here with you guys today to kick off our very first Vision Sunday with an incredible announcement. Um, over the past several months, God has really been challenging the pastoral staff as well as people within this church to dream big dreams. You know what I'm talking about, right? Those dreams that absolutely terrify you when you think about them, because unless God does what God does best, and that's when he shows up and shows off, it ain't gonna happen, right? Since I've been here over the past six years as the kids pastor, I've always thought to myself, there's something missing within our kids ministry. And God would continually bring it to the surface of my mind. And unfortunately, I would shy away from it because of the incredible weight of responsibility that comes with this. And I'm not sure how to go about it or how to do it. Because I believe there are families within our community and even outside of our community that may feel completely disconnected from a church body. They may even feel lost or even completely forgotten about by the church. And I'm talking about families with kids with special needs and disabilities. And every time this has come up to me, I'm like, God, I, I, I don't know. And so I'd shelf it. So last week I'm sitting in my office, Blake comes in, sits down with me and, and I'm telling him how I just feel stuck. I'm like, man, I know this is something that would hugely benefit McAllister because I don't know at the top of my head of any church that does this, but I don't know what to do even though I've been part of churches who do this. I, I, I'm just stuck. And he goes, bro, I gotta read a text message to you that I just got earlier this morning. So he pulls out his phone and he reads a text message from someone in our congregation that wanted to invite a family to church who's a, who's a single dad with a kid with, th with three kids who have autism. I'm gonna call him Alan for the sake of his privacy. And she's like, hey, is there, is there any way the King's house can bring Alan and his three kids to church? Because number one, they don't have transportation. And number two, they all three have autism. Blake quickly got us together. I already knew this individual, so it made getting together with her so much more fun. My wife and I had lunch with her, and I shared with her my dream that God kept bringing up to the surface in my heart about this, but how I would just kind of shelf it because of X, Y, and Z. You guys fill in the blank. And uh, she goes on to proceed to tell me her heart and passion behind reaching families such as Alan's. And then she goes in to proceed to fill in all my X, Y, and Z blanks because she tells me about her history of education, about how she's been in classrooms such as these. She's helped facilitate, schedule, train people to be in classrooms such as these. And she said, Chris, it would be my honor to come alongside you guys and kickstart something like this. King's House, like Mark said, I am so thankful that the kids' ministry is so much greater than me. I am so grateful for people like Kristen Smith and, and Josh Timmons and Chrissy Guthrie who can just step in and jump into this and I'm so excited that I will be this person's number one cheerleader. <laughs> I won't just be on the sidelines cheering for this person as she leads this ministry, but I will be one of her greatest volunteers. I'm probably gonna be her secretary for a while doing some administrative stuff and whatever she asked me to do. But King's House, as your kids pastor today, I'm so excited to announce to you that starting in January of 2022, the King's House will be having their first official special needs ministry for kids. We're calling it Kid Haven, and it's gonna be a safe place where families can come to the King's house and experience what you experience, to come and drop their kids off where they can feel like it's safe and it's tailored and, and customized for their children's needs so that they, just like you as mom and dads, can come in here and just experience Jesus and have a relationship with people. I told you I'm not the guy for the job, so it is my honor to announce to you guys the volunteer director of Kid Haven is none other than the principal of Krebs School District. Please give it up for Miss Angela White. She's sitting over there in the back right now on the video cameras. Thank you so much, Miss Angela. Yes, yes.
This takes a very uniquely called individual to kickstart something like this because it's being built from the ground up. King's House, I cannot thank you enough for your encouragement, applause for her and for what she is about to accomplish here in this community. I don't know if you know this or not, King's House, but studies show that less than 10% of churches actually can admit they have something to help with kids with disabilities at their services. Less than 10%. In other words, the mission field is wide open for these families. And um, children who are in families who have disabilities and special needs, studies also show that more than likely they will never step foot into a church service because they feel like their kids will not be accepted or welcomed or involved. And if there are those families that finally do make it to a church, it's not too long before they leave that church because again, they don't feel like their kids are welcomed or involved. And if you know a family that has stuck around long enough in a church body, more than likely or not, there was at least one point where they were asking the parents to go sit with their own children in service, even if they were escorted to a private family room so that no one else would be distracted. This is gonna be the driving force behind Kid Haven. And it's this phrase right here is that children and families with disabilities face many challenges, some that we can only think or imagine, right? But church will not be one of those challenges. It won't. And if you're feeling your heartstrings being tugged right now, uh, I'm challenging you to ask God, Holy Spirit, is that you telling me that I can finally step up and be part of something that's so much bigger than myself? Maybe, maybe you already serve at the cafe. Maybe you open doors for people on Sunday mornings. But listen, I'm telling you right now, Angela's volunteer count is zero. And she's determined and she is going to be training people up to reach these families. And I know that God has already proven it, that what King's House needs for everything is right here in this house right here in this house and I'm talking to you guys. So you might be thinking, PC, what's the next step? January is in two months. Yeah, we know, <laughs> we know. <laughs> Angela's been working so hard gathering information and stuff where parents are gonna have to fill out some paperwork to apply for this so we can gather the correct information we need. Listen, there's financial needs that need to be done for this ministry. There are special equipment and things that need to be purchased in order to make this ministry a success upon launch in January. But if you're like, how can I help volunteer? glad you asked. You can scan this QR code that we're going to have on the screen. You can go to the church center app. You can go to our website, tap on the event tab, and there you have to register to go to a special needs training. Every volunteer that's going to be taking part of Kid Haven will be required to take this special eyes training because, man, I'm telling you, it is one of the most hands-on, one of the most unique, one of the most relational, and one of the most incredible ministries you are ever going to be part of. So as you pray about how can I help with this, I encourage you, sign up and help on Sunday, December 5th, right here, we're gonna be hosting our very own specialized training for this ministry that's launching in January. I'm so excited, King's House, and the best is yet to come. Thank you so much for your time this morning. Please keep that applause going for Mr. Blake Jennings. Man, King's House 2022 is gonna be incredible. Hey, have you uh, ever had somebody or known of somebody who had a, a need and you're like, how in the world can I meet this need? And maybe, maybe didn't know that there was a need. What if you knew there was a need that you could meet and you had every resource available to do so? Would you meet that need? The answer is yes. We would all try to meet the needs of people in our communities. Well, here's some good news. We are starting a brand new ministry at the King's House and partnering with DHS, and it is called the Care Portal. The Care Portal is all about getting people's needs, meeting them, and the church physically taking and meeting the need of this family. Let me tell you something. There are families in our communities who have needs for beds. We saw this when we did our big giveaway. Our big items, the beds, the refrigerators, the couches, the, all those things, those were our greatest needs. And there are kids that even get removed from families because they don't have a bed. We can begin to help in this process. And here's the cool thing. It's going to take 10 churches, 10 churches in this area to be partnered up together in this care portal so that when a need comes in, it's, it's a really cool thing whenever you don't have to vet the need. You don't have to be the one to make sure that the need is legitimate. DHS is who our partner is, and DHS gets to vet that need for us, and then they tell us, hey, here is the need. Now, here's the cool part. You have 10 or 12 or 15 or 20 churches, whatever it is, that sign up for this. I'm in the process of connecting with lots of pastors in this community. But the cool thing is when DHS receives this need, they get this email, they vetted the person, they send this email out to the care portal. 
we as the care portal receive this email. And so all these churches who are part of this network now have the ability to be able to meet that need right here in this community. King's House, we can begin meeting some needs in this community, all right? We are gonna be the bridge that bridges the gap from families when they have special needs in their families that we cannot meet. We get to be the hands and feet of Jesus when we get to take those, uh, the, meet those needs in person and do that. Are you ready to do that, King's House? The Care Portal will be launching as soon as we get 10 churches signed up. Guys, it is gonna be an incredible thing. We get to meet the needs of the people in this community. We get to share the love of Jesus and meet those needs hands-on right with those families. Are you ready? It is gonna be great. Hey guys, we're gonna keep this thing moving. Pastor Josh, give it up for Pastor Josh. Hey, hey, King's House. Good morning. I love following Pastor Blake. Anybody can kill it on the mic after that guy. <laughs> Good morning, King's House. Hey, real quickly, it is my honor to speak to you about a new ministry that is launching and getting even better here at the King's House. Can you get a belly drum roll? Come on, here we go. It is the KH Bus Ministry. There's some confused faces because you're like, wait a second, I thought King's House already had a bus ministry. We do! We're launching an even better bus ministry. <laughs> yeah. Listen, did you know that there are 18,000 people that call McAllister their home? Did you know that less than half of those attend church regularly somewhere? Did you know that I was doing a quick Google before uh, service this morning? And did you know that 65% of McAllister residents say that they uh, believe in God, that they are religious people, that they are people of faith. Hey, we have some people who need loved on. We have some people that need encouraged. We have people who need to know that Jesus has not forgot about them in this community. Hey, I want to share a real quick story. My wife, beautiful wife, Cammie and I, man, she's smoking hot right here in the front row. Listen, years ago, we were part of a, of a bus ministry and we, we would bus kids in and there was this one boy and, uh, I'll just call him Isaac. And Isaac came and rode our buses. And one day we asked him, said, uh, Isaac, why do you come? Just curious of why all these kids who rode the bus uh, to church. Isaac, why do you come? He said, well, I can tell you what. He said, I can tell you one thing. I don't believe in God. Okay, Isaac, uh, do you know that you're at church? <laughs> yeah. Well, Isaac, why do you come? Why do you come to church? Why do you ride the bus to church? And Isaac said, I guess... You could say, I just feel like I'm loved. Isaac, we, we were able to have a conversation with Isaac, and we said, Isaac, buddy, let me tell you something. You do feel love, and that is God. You may not know that you believe in God, but you believe in God because we all know that Scripture says God is love. Isaac now is a, is a uh, believer in Jesus Christ. He is uh, in Durant, following after the Lord. Listen, all because a bus came by and picked Isaac up. Listen, we need bus drivers. We need people to help bus drivers. Listen, when you're busing families and kids in, it can be chaotic. Can I get a big amen, G-dub? <laughs> listen, so we need people to, to get plugged in. And listen, if you uh, have a license to drive a bus, God is calling you. Listen, I'm so excited that this ministry is launching and, and our bus ministry is going to be even better. Listen, this ministry is launching just as soon as you hear from God and you sow seed to a ministry because we need a fleet of buses, King's House. Come on, we need a fleet of buses. So today, if you would say, man, I think I heard God to give towards a bus ministry. You did. It, it was God. It was the Holy Spirit. And so, man, uh, be looking for ways that you can get plugged in, man. These ministries that are launching, it's just so excited what God is doing here at the King's House and is going to do in this community. Another awesome thing about bus ministry is that it piggybacks off of ministries that are already in the community here at the King's House. You ever heard of a, a, a little ministry called Loaves of Love? You ever heard of a little ministry called Bready Set Go? Listen, these guys are serving the community. They are in the community. How awesome would it be if we could say, listen, we have a bus coming here tomorrow to pick you up for church. Come on, listen. 
You guys be looking for ways that you can get plugged into this bus ministry and be looking and watching for families and kids coming in. And as you see them, as they get off that bus, greet them and say, welcome home because this is your home. Hey, you guys uh, uh, clap and give it up for the one and only Mr. Michael McNutt. Good morning, King's House. Many of you are looking at me and wondering who I am because none of you have a clue. But in point, the fact that I'm standing up here somewhat supports the very mission that the King's House has. And that each and every person that is here has potential and has a purpose and a calling. And that's a little bit what I want to talk about um, this morning. First off, uh, Josh did a great job. I'm sorry, Blake. Um, and I'm sorry, Josh. I, I wish I could say you killed it over Blake, but really, I just stared at your beard the whole time. So can we get a round of applause for Josh's well-groomed, manicured beard? I feel like he puts a lot of effort into it, and we want to recognize that, and I'm jealous of it. Um, my family and I just came to the King's house back earlier this year. Um, and and a little bit about me, I, I, I've been involved in ministry for a good portion of my life, almost over 20 years, and when I came here, we were in the middle of transition, and not knowing really what God was wanting to do with us, my family, or where we wanted to go. And, and as we came in here, I come from a much smaller church. You come in here and I look and see all of your beautiful faces and trying to figure out where, where we fit into to all of this. And we were made to feel so welcome. And Mark grabbed a hold of me right off the bat and said, um, we're glad you're here, but there's work to do, so get ready. <laughs> and in a sense, that's kind of what I'm up here to tell you this morning. As... Um, how many of you watched Mark when he went to Pastor Luke's church out? And how many of you caught that? Luke gave a statistic when he was introducing Mark and he was bragging on the King's House that I think is worth recognizing. He said that the King's House has done something spectacular. In the community in which they live, statistics show that this church on its own has reached almost 5% of the population. Now, when you hear the number five, that doesn't sound like a lot. But when you look at churches across the board in communities and realize that they reach on the average of less than 1%. And so the fact that we have done that over 5% is a tribute not only to the leadership of the church, but to all of you that are here, uh, all of you that are here. And so we were challenged to dream big and, and to develop a vision. Well, that's what we're going to do. We're going to begin to reach out and go into places that we haven't gone before. We're going to go into places that, that, that maybe we're not even experienced to. And so with that, I want to announce that in 2022, the church is going to be kicking off a prison ministry. And when Mark came to me and he said, is this something that you'd be interested in doing? Um, I said, huh. I said, I ain't never done that. I, I, I don't know anything about that. But I, I mean, I know people. But here's the key. As I said, Mark, I'm here. And, and I believe in a family atmosphere and everybody chips in and I'm willing. So if that's the case, if that's what you want me to do, I'm going to jump on board and do that. And so a little bit of statistics to talk about prison ministry. If you're from this area, you know that, that one of the biggest things that McAllister's known for is Big Mac or the Oklahoma State Penitentiary. On average, um, the Oklahoma State Penitentiary houses around 750 inmates in a given year. That number fluctuates, but around 750. Um, Jackie Brannon itself can house up to around 700 on an average base. And these are people that... Um, that are there that most of us don't even realize, we don't think about, we don't see. And so here is, here, is my, here is my challenge to you guys. We've never done this before. We don't pretend to know how to do it. We don't pretend to know what the steps are or how to get there. But what we are is we're willing. And so this morning, Mark asked me to hype up the prison ministry and, 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 and I'm not going to do that because what I felt like God wanted me to say to you is I'm here to hype up you. Because here in this house and in this body are people that are called, that have giftings and talents that God has placed on the inside of you. And it's easy to come into a church atmosphere and depend on the leaders, the pastors, and the different department heads to go do all the work and we come in and show up. But that's not scriptural. Do you know that? 
That's not scriptural. The, the, the word tells us that you are gifted, you are called. And that the church is the place where we come to be edified and built up to go out and do the work of the ministry. So this morning, if you, st if you clapped, if you stood and celebrated, as we said, we're going to go out and reach more people. Well, then all you were doing was acknowledging that I'm ready, willing, and able. And so that's what I want to call on you to do this morning. As I'm speaking, I will tell you, I, I don't have a clue how to do prison ministry, but I'm going to figure it out. And there's those of you that are here that maybe you're sitting there and you look at your own past and you've made some poor decisions and you made bad choices. You got caught up in things in your past that maybe you're not even proud of or, or even you're ashamed of. But the fact that you sit here today as a new creation in Christ with gifts and talents and a purpose given to you from God is the fact that you're qualified for prison ministry. Because just because those people sit behind bars and they've made bad choices, the fact is, is that if you do the studies, you find that a lot of them are a product of the environment in which they came from. And as a church, our focus should not always be internal. Um, if, you, if you have uh, the scripture, Mark chapter 2, you can throw that up there. But what, what does the word tell us? When Jesus heard this, he told them, healthy people aren't the ones that need a doctor. Sick people do. I've come to call not those who think that they are righteous, but those that know that they are lost or know that they are sinners. That was Jesus' very purpose for which that he came. And so if we can't constantly just sit where we're comfortable and we focus internally, we're not really fulfilling the Great Commission. But the goal is to go out to those and sitting behind those walls are people that have grown up, that have made bad choices and bad decisions that are product of their environment, that have life that is full of nothing but ashes and death. And our job is we're going to go and we're going to take a message of hope. Potential for a future that says that it doesn't matter the mistakes that you made in the past. You're not going to be judged and your worth is not based off of the choices and the bad decisions that you made. But your worth is found in Jesus Christ. And so we're going to take that message of hope. And so if you're here this morning, if God is speaking to your heart, then I encourage you to go to the Church Center app, get with Blake, you can catch me. Um, I, I want to build a network of people that know what they're doing or are at least willing. I'll take either. And with that, let's bring up the super awesome, handsome, most wonderful, beautiful individual I've ever met. Amen, amen, amen. One more, one more ministry that, that we want to launch, but I just wanted to give a special introduction for this individual. Uh, such an individ a special individual from my life for the past three years. This, this man has been a constant friend, a constant support, a constant encourager, constant words of wisdom, and just anything and everything that this guy could do to help me in the King's House, he has been there to do it. He is doing an incredible work in the city. We already partner with him, but we're about to partner with him even more. So without further ado, would you please welcome the Director of Shared Blessings, Mr. Scott. Good morning. He is, he is uh, very risky to give the mic to another preacher after so many people have already talked. And I tell you this, Mark, uh, you did not tell me this when we talked. You did not tell me that I needed to drink three Monster Energy drinks. <laughs> Listen, I turned 50 years old back in February. I can't keep this pace up that's been happening here. <laughs> it is great to be with you. Great to see you this morning. Uh, first of all, I just want to thank you from, on behalf of Shared Blessings for your partnership with us. Listen, we, we <laughs> give yourself a hand, absolutely. We... Uh, we are trying to do a lot of the things, a lot of things that you're talking about today and all kinds of things in this community, and you guys have been a huge part of that. Uh, and Pastor Mark's leadership in the church, I just want to say thank you because every week when you give, part of that money that you give every week goes to ministries like Shared Blessings trying to serve and help people. So uh, that is a blessing, and you should be proud of that. <clears throat> Interesting enough, and I know this church has changed a lot through the years, but it was 13 years ago that I became the executive director of Shared Blessings here in McAllister. And I left being the associate pastor here at the King's House to go do that. 
I know a lot of you don't know that. Church has changed a lot through the years. But, but I served three years here as the associate pastor, and God called me to go lead Shared Blessings. And he did that so that I could stand here today 13 years later and talk about working together. So I, I want to just share with you for a couple of minutes a, a little bit about just one little aspect of shared blessings, a little bit of our dream, and, uh, and then you're going to hear more about how those things can intersect and the ways that we can work together. When I, came, when I went to shared blessings 13 years ago, shared blessings had already been in existence for um, about 10 years. And, uh, but Shared Blessings was primarily what we would call just a relief organization. You needed clothing, you could come get clothing. Uh, we had some food. If you needed food, you come get food. But basically, it was a place where you came to get relief for something, which is incredibly important. Incredibly important. So I want you to know as a church that sometimes people can't hear the message of Jesus because their needs are screaming so loudly. So sometimes the most effective evangelism you will ever execute is just meeting needs. So we, we were a relief organization. We met physical needs and we helped people as much as we possibly could. But there was a, a dream that began to get put into our hearts about the fact that we wanted to be more than just a relief organization. We wanted to do work, what, what I would call, what we would call development work. Development work is where you dig in and you work with people uh, a little deeper. More than just you're hungry, here's a box of food. But digging in and getting to know people and working with them and building relationships and trying to help them walk from point A to point B in their life, whatever that might happen to be. So we began to try to put things in place where we could go deeper with people. Well, one of those ministries that was born out of that is the ministry I want to talk to you about this morning. We call it Roadmaps Home Edition. Roadmaps Home Edition. We already had a, a ministry called Roadmaps, which is a mentoring ministry where we dig in, build relationships, help people, um, walk with them through some things. And, and then what began to happen was this dream about working with people in housing. Now, I want to tell you this two things about housing. First of all, housing is one of the greatest needs in our community. And because it's one of the greatest needs in our community, housing is one of the greatest opportunities for the church in our community. So we began to put together this idea of could we... Could we work in housing? Could we help people in housing where it would give us a, a greater opportunity to, to kind of, uh, this is the wrong word, but it, it's the word I use because it kind of helps you understand what I'm saying. When we work with somebody in housing, we have a little bit more leverage. If the need is so great that it gives us the opportunity to kind of partner with somebody and say, listen, we want to help you in that area and we want to help you in some other areas too. So Shared Blessings, a few years ago, purchased its first four houses to use for transitional housing. Okay? Yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome. This dream began to flesh itself out, and we bought these houses that were dilapidated, and we remodeled them, and they happened to all be on the same block, which we thought was going to be a really great thing. And by the way, I didn't say this, but one of the things about development for us at Shared Blessings is a couple years ago, God led us to step in and to give leadership to the Hope House, which is a women's shelter here in McAllister. Okay? And, and, and by the grace of God, he's given us the opportunity to lead in that area as well. And, uh, and so these houses, we bought these four houses. And, and um, as a matter of fact, we just recently bought two more. So now we have six. We're excited about that because it's just more people. And what we began to do is begin to build kind of a little bit of a program. 
And to this point, not that this is always going to be the way it is, but to this point, we have basically uh, taken women who have been at the Hope House after they have been there for a significant amount of time, six months to a year, to get to a certain point of growth, a certain point of independence, ready for that next step, then we move them from the Hope House into one of our transitional houses, sometimes with another woman from the Hope House, and they get to step into this home and begin to live in it and begin to kind of realize how life can be different. And all the while, while that's happening, we're continuing to mentor them and work with them and help them with all kinds of different things, financial issues. Issues, relationship issues, spiritual direction, okay, recovery issues, all you, whatever it might be, we just continue to work with them while they live in this home, and we teach them how to take care of a home. Not everybody knows how to take care of a home. And so we just continue to mentor. I mean, let me show you a couple pictures of, listen, King's House, you're going to know these, some of these people. You guys have been a huge blessing in ministering to many of these women who are in the Hope House or in one of our transitional homes. This was our first home uh, that we opened up. And uh, Shy Hendrickson there on the right, she's somebody who's very active here at the King's House. And um, so you can see that was the first home that they moved into, these two ladies. Uh, and they have done so well. I wish Shy Shy's away on a... Uh, a, a trip this weekend, and I probably would have embarrassed her and brought her up here and talked about her, but we have just seen so many things, not just in Shai's life, but in many people's lives, many of the ladies' lives, all kinds of things happen. Just growth, like, I mean, very practical things from getting a driver's license to getting a vehicle to getting out of debt to growing spiritually to building better relationships to getting better jobs to getting reunited with their children. Yeah. And what we've learned in this process, you can see the next picture there. Here's a couple of other ladies and one of their house sitting in the living room that we've worked with. This is Tamara in the middle. And, um, um, and, and as, as you just, I just want you to visualize it. I know I've got to wrap up here in just a second. Sorry, Mark. What we've learned, and this is a principle the church desperately needs to continue to learn, the more you're willing to walk with people, the more transformation you will see. So some of these ladies we've worked with now for three years, that's a long time to get to mentor and speak into somebody's life. And help them grow. It's so important. So let me wrap up with just a couple of things. The burden that's been on my heart over the past couple of years is, okay, now we have six homes. The number that's been in my mind for a long time is 30. How are we going to get to 30 homes? How are we going to take this model? And I don't just necessarily mean shared blessings, buying 30 homes. I have no idea what God will lead. All I know is the model, the idea of pouring into people's lives and meeting their physical needs and walking alongside of them for a long season, listen, that model needs to be replicated. And let me tell you, how are we going to do that? The only way we're going to do that the only way we're going to do that is with the greatest lovers of people on the planet, and that's you. Now, listen, that's not a hype statement. I'm glad you clapped, but that's not a hype, sta hype statement. And I also, listen, that's not a naive statement because I know sometimes we mess up. I look around sometimes and I've watched the church. Watch out, I'm going to get into a sermon. Hold me back. I didn't just see a rabbit, Mark, I promise. Listen, the past couple years I've watched the church make a lot of mistakes in the way they're engaging with the culture. A lot of mistakes. Let me tell you right now, 
the thing that you and I can do that is foolproof. You and I become the greatest lovers of people that anyone has ever seen. That's what God's calling us to. That is both a commendation, like I'm praising you, I'm listening to what you guys are already doing, I'm watching you, I've seen you support shared blessings, I see these other ministries you're talking about and all that kind of stuff, so I'm commending you that you're learning to love people. But it's more than a commendation, it's also an exhortation. I'm also here to tell you that that is an endeavor, that is a challenge, that is something that you and I have to continue to grow in. You want to reach your community? You become the greatest lovers of people. I'm telling you, a watching world, listen, a world that even can be resistant, it will melt. It will melt when they look at you as the body of Christ, and they begin to say, listen, I don't even believe what they believe, but look at what they do. Look at what they do for people. Can't argue with that. So I want to tell you, thank you for being a part of Shared Blessings to this point. And I don't know what the future all holds. Pastor Mark might be sharing something about that. I don't know what all the future holds. But I want to tell you, listen, you're on the right track. God bless you. Amen. Exciting stuff, King's House. Spoiler alert, we're not going to get out on time, but that's okay. Because this is just a dream that God's been put, starting in my heart for really the last year as I've, I've talked with Scott and I've heard the success of, of shared blessings and the transitional home programs and, and what it does to people's life and what it means to people. So it's really just been a dream and it's something God's just been stirring in my heart. And I tell you what, what I think we really need, King South, if I can just be bold today, and uh, hopefully after three years, you give me a little bit of leeway to dream some big dreams. Uh, some of you guys thought I was crazy a few years ago and turns out I'm not that crazy, a little crazy, but not that crazy. What we need is a piece of property that's reasonably close to the church. That, it really, that is really is what we need. Big enough to, to hold 20, 30, 40 homes. Uh, we need this property to be super close to city limits so that we can still have public transportation because transportation is an issue. But we, we need this property to be right outside of city limits. That way we don't have to have all these uh, permits and all this red tape and, uh, you know, some of those little details. It also gives us the ability, because I believe there's people sitting all throughout this building who want to make a difference in the world, who believe that, I mean, they want to they be involved in ministry. They want to help. They want to be a part. But you saw that through this narrow little window. It was like, well, I'm not called to be a public speaker, and I can't sing, so I really can't do ministry. But you're an electrician, or you're a carpenter, or you're a plumber, or maybe some of these things that don't seem all that spiritual. But I'm telling you, that's some of the most incredible spiritual things. So all of a sudden, that's not just a job that you do. All of a sudden, that's going to be an, an, a way and an opportunity that you can love this city and give towards ministry. But I think it would be incredible, King South. If we had a piece of property that fit all those descriptions where we could build our own little city. I do. I think that would be incredible. Where we could build transitional homes, dozen of them. Where we could build homes that are group homes for boys, groups home, group homes for girls. That way we can love on some of these kids that are in the foster care system. That way we can love on some of the families whose kids are in the foster care system. That way we can aid in reuniting some of these families and bring healing and hope. What if we had a, a gated community? What if we had one? A gated community that was built on love that was built on hope, that was built on second chances, that was built on the principles of the gospel, that gave people the ability to dream again, to, to believe again, to see a purpose, to see a plan that God has for their lives. Wouldn't that just be incredible? 
And what if I told you that 10 or 11 years ago, somebody bought a piece of property just a little ways down the road from the king's house. And they bought this property with this divine sense that God had a plan for this property. In years, they've thought about, I need to get rid of this. But every time they thought about it, like, no, God has a plan for this. And they believed in this plan so much that they named the property Hope. And that stands for helping other people excel. And what if I told you that these people come to the king's house? And what if I told you that last week as I shared my dream, they began to share their dream and these two worlds just collided. And what if I told you as soon as we raise money, we're ready to start building this city of hope that we're talking about today? Would you like to see this piece of property? Play that footage. Turn that volume up, would you? You are headed down uh, A Street. Incredible King's House. Don't tell me God's not in the middle of this, man. We can make a profound difference in this world. We can. I often think about the story of the Tower of Babel, where they were building a tower to heaven, which is ridiculous in my mind. But when a group of people comes together with one mind, with one vision, with one purpose, do you know that God had to intervene to stop them from accomplishing such a ridiculous feat? Because when a group of believers come together with the power of the Holy Spirit and the love of Jesus Christ, there is no end to what a group like us can accomplish in a city like McAllister. There's no end to it. There's no end to it, guys. Um, there's 600 people in this church today. The ushers just text me that. What are we going to do as the church continues to grow? The church is full, the classrooms are full, the parking lot is full, and we're about to reach people, Mark, at an unprecedented level. What are we going to do? This is not a problem. It's not even a growing pain. This is a growing blessing. I know what it feels like to be bankrupt. That's a problem. <laughs> this is a growing blessing. But we don't really have any other option, King's House. We have to go to two services. <clears throat> and all God's people said, <laughs> we don't have an option. 
So probably sometime in February, we'll be going to two services. We'll have a 9 o'clock service, and we'll have an 11 o'clock service. Now, here's what we're not going to do is we're not going to have boring dead church. I ain't going to no boring dead church, okay? So what we're not going to have is like Sleepyville at 9 a.m. and then a party at 11. Like that's, that's not at all what we're going to have, okay? So, so what I need is for the King's House people to commit to, I am going to grow one and I am going to sow one. This is the mindset I need you to adopt. I'm going to grow one and I'm going to sow one. Again, we're not going to have no sleepy church at 9 a.m. I need 150, 250 people say, I'm going to be here at 9 a.m., I'm going to sit up close to the front. I'm going to raise my hands. I'm going to sing. I'm going to shout that white preacher down when he's up on stage. Like we're going to have church. I'm going to make it my personal responsibility to invite people to see this church grow. And then I'm going to stay. And I'm going to take that next opportunity to love on people, to serve people, to make sure that they have the most incredible experience at the King's House. It's so much more than just watching kids and changing diapers. It's enabling people to experience the life-changing love of Jesus. And he wants each and every one of you to be a part of that, to, to, to buy into the identity that I am a missionary to McAllister. King's House, are you excited about what God's doing in this place? There's obviously going to be more details to come, a lot of moving parts. I need more volunteers. It takes 60 people every Sunday morning to make the King's House go as far as volunteers are concerned. 60. We need more people. We need more volunteers. And lastly today, guys, there's one more area that we're going to grow in. We're going to, we're going to grow in God. We're going to grow in reach. We're going to grow in opportunity. We have to grow in worship. That's the last area that we have to grow. Mark, what in the world does worship have to do with any of this? I mean, we're, we're talking about outreach. We're talking about reach. We're talking about ministries. And you're up here talking about a couple songs. Like, what does worship have to do with any of this? King's House is so much bigger than that. I want to share one scripture with you in Romans 12, just so you felt like you heard a sermon today. <clears throat> this is not an easy-to-read version because I read this version a lot. It says, so I beg you, brothers and sisters, because of the great mercy God has shown us, offer your lives as a living sacrifice to him, an offering that is only for God and pleasing to him. Considering what he has done, it is only right that you should worship him this way. Worship is so much more than just singing a few songs. Worship's not a noun. It's not a place. It's not a thing. Worship is how you live your life every single day. That's what worship is. And I said it last week and I'm going to say it again today. If you're not giving, you're not worshiping. Worship is giving to present our lives as a living sacrifice. This is what real worship is. It's not coming to church, singing a few songs, ringing. No, it's giving your life as a living sacrifice. Every day, Jesus, what do you need me to do? Where do you want me to go? My answer is already yes. The answer is yes. This is how I'm going to worship. We have to grow in worship. We have to grow in our giving. I need each and every one of you to give. I need you to give your time. I, I need you to give your time. I need you to give your talents. There are more ministries sitting in this room I don't know about. We, I need your talents. There are business, entrepreneurial people with ideas sitting in this room this morning. We can either build a ministry that's this big, we just depend on, oh, I hope the tithe and offering is good today. Or we can get so far out of the box and say, no, I'm going to start businesses that support 100% ministries. I need those talents. I need those ideas. I need your time. I need your talent. I need your treasure. Ministry costs money. It's, reaching people is not free. The reality is today at the King's House, about 20% of people uh, consistently tithe. You heard that correctly, 
That means that Thanksgiving dinner, when so-and-so is bringing a ham and so-and-so is bringing a turkey and so-and-so is showing up with a pumpkin pie, come on, somebody, and some whipped cream on top. Ooh, I like a little bit of pie with my whipped cream. I don't know how you guys roll. That's how I roll. You got somebody bringing the pie and someone bringing the turkey and someone bringing the ham, and some of you are the people showing up with the Tupperware. I didn't come here to give as much as I'm here to, to take something home with me. Don't be the family member that just shows up with Tupperware. What can I bring? What can I give? What he's really asking for from each and every one of us this morning, King's House, is your life. That's what he's asking for. You were bought with a price. He already owns your life. Some of you have just forgotten that reality. Your life doesn't belong to you anymore. You've been crucified with Christ. You no longer live, but Jesus lives in you and through you. There's an incredible missionary to China named Hudson Taylor, started the China Inland Mission, probably one of the most effective evangelists in, in modern history. He had been in China and he comes back to London and he's speaking in a church. And sometimes we feel convicted. We hear about ministry starting and opportunities and we feel those butterflies. We feel the Holy Spirit tugging on our hearts. We know that, man, I need to be involved somehow. Honestly, sometimes it's, it's too easy to just throw a hundred bucks in the offering plate. I'll give, I'll be a part of that. And it just, you know, it soothes that conscience just enough. Like, well, I did my part. I gave $100. Hudson Taylor said that night, they were raising money. But Hudson Taylor said that night, as, you, as the offering plate comes around in front of you, I don't need you to put money in that plate. What I need you to do is put your life in the offering plates. Because what the King's House really needs is you. That's what the King's House really needs, wholehearted, fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. That's what this city needs, not people who just play church on Sundays and Wednesdays, people who are fully surrendered, wholly devoted to Jesus, saying, God, whatever you need me to do, wherever you need me to go, my answer is yes, yes. I can't reach this city. And I've taken this church about as far as I can get it, honestly. But there's so much more that God has in plans and in store for us. There's so much more, but it requires you, King's House. It requires you. I need you, every person doing their part. I don't ask you to get out of your comfort zone just a whole lot, I don't feel like. I try to make church fairly comfortable and easy to listen to. And but I'm gonna ask you to do something bold if you would this morning. Would you just stand with me, King's House? I'm gonna ask for a response from you today. Pastor Josh talked about it a couple Wednesday nights ago. We view the altar as a place that you come and you receive from God. And you know, you repent at the altar and, and you feel his love and your, his presence and his forgiveness. And so many times that's what we think of the altar. It's a place where we meet with God and we get something from him. But that's not at all what an altar is. All through the scripture, an altar, it's where you go to give something to God. And on most altars, something gave their life on that altar. That's where sacrifice was made. That's where an offering was laid before the Lord. What I'm gonna ask you to do this morning, King's House, is to step out in boldness, to come to this altar and say, God, I'm ready to put my life on the altar. I'm not here to get, I'm here to give myself more than I've given up to this point. God, I'm willing, I'm ready and I'm willing to surrender more than I've surrendered. Something so much more than just throwing a few bucks in an offering plate. God, I'm saying yes to you. God, I wanna put my life on the altar. I want to be a living sacrifice. Every single day, God, my life belongs to you. This is what real worship looks like, King's House. It's you saying, God, you can have my life. You can have my everything. If that's you this morning, you're ready to make a deeper commitment to the Lord, would you just meet me down at these altars. Just take a step forward. Meet me at these altars. I'm ready to make a deeper step. I'm ready to say yes. I'm ready to make a commitment to the vision of the King's house, to the giftings and the callings of God on my life this morning. And we're just going to pray together, King's house. But if that's you, meet me at these altars. Take advantage of this opportunity. Would you pray with me today?
Jesus, we love you so much. God, we hear your heart, we hear your call this morning. Jesus, you love this city far more than we could ever imagine loving this city. You love this church far more than we could ever imagine loving this church. God, there's so much that you wanna do. God, we are saying yes to you today. We are laying our lives on this altar. God, we're making a commitment today to be a living sacrifice, to worship you in this way. Making a commitment, God, wherever you need me to serve, I'll serve. Whatever you need me to give, I'll give. Wherever you need me to go, God, I will go. I am making a new and a fresh commitment to you today. Father, I'm saying yes to your plan, to your will, and to your purposes today. Jesus, we love you so much. We thank you for what you've done. We thank you for what you're doing right now. And God, even more so with so much anticipation, we thank you for what you're about to do at the King's house. We give you praise for it. In Jesus' name, everybody said this morning. Man, isn't God good? Give him some praise today. Pastor Chris, close us out. You guys can make your way back to your seats. I promise you are about to be dismissed. I was sitting over there while all this is going on and I just could not help but chuckle and smile and laugh, knowing that I've always wondered and asked God, I've been in church all my life, uh, I've been a full-time kids pastor for 11 years, and I've been serving at three different churches, this one being my third, and I've always wondered, what does a healthy church look like? Not a perfect church, because there is no such thing as a perfect church, but God, what does it, what does it feel like to be part of a healthy church? This is it, this is it, this is it. And honestly, King's House, if you walk out of here today just saying, wow, that was awesome and don't plan to do anything about this, I don't honestly know how you can call this your home. How can you not want to rally together and link arms with the people sitting with you in this room and say, together we are gonna make a difference. Rather it's financially, rather it's relationally, rather it's serving. Listen, you wanna know the greatest buzzkill of every vision that was just casted this morning is for you to just sit back and say, someone else will do it. I'm gonna have to just say that again. The biggest buzzkill after all, all this is said and done, if you just think back and say, I already serve somewhere, someone else will do it. God's calling you to serve more, to give more, to do more. So how can I do that, PC? You can use the Church Center app, you can go to our website. If you want to give financially, you can designate your giving to that. We're gonna be doing that coming up this upcoming Sunday, but if God's putting on your heart to give financially throughout this week, you can find it on our Church Center app on our website. It's called Vision 2022. If you wanna to register to be able to volunteer for the bus ministry, for Kid Haven, which is the special needs ministry, for all these new ministries that are launching, including the prison ministry, you can do so through the Church Center app under the events. Just tap on that volunteer at the King's House and there is a whole plethora of ways you can volunteer. Amen, King house. Come on, let's do 22 together and let's grow together as a church body. Amen. Jesus, we love you in this place and we thank you for everything that you've done, everything that you're doing and everything that you are going to continue to do. Use us, Jesus, use us to make a difference in and around this community because it's not about us. It's all about you. And we're going to bring as many people to you as we can in Jesus name. And everybody says, Amen. God bless you, King's House, home groups, Wednesday night. Check out the Church Center app on our website, guys. We love you. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you are in need of prayer or wish to speak to one of our pastors, please email us at info at thekingshouse.church. And if you would like to give towards the ministry of the King's House, you can do so by visiting our website, thekingshouse.church forward slash giving, or by texting any dollar amount to the number 84321 and respond to the prompts sent back to you. If you're ever around the area and you want to visit us, we meet every week at 124 B. Hubert Smith Drive in McAllister, Oklahoma. You can even plan your visit with us ahead of time where you can reserve your seats, your parking spot, and even pre-check in your kids before you arrive on the Sunday of your choosing. Just fill out the quick form at thekingshouse.church forward slash plan your visit. Hey, we know life is busy, so be sure to click that subscribe button so you can catch all of our latest messages. We look forward to seeing you real soon.